Welcome to the Word of Life Tabernacle Podcast, where we know one word from God can change your life today. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this week's message. Those of you that have your Bibles, praise God. So glad you can join us tonight uh, for Bible study, whether you're live streaming or you're at home or wherever you're at. Thank God we are excited about the Word of God. We're excited that God is still on the throne, and even in the midst of crisis, this worldwide pandemic, praise God, God's people still rise and live above it by the word of God. We're in this world, but we're not of this world, and that's why I want to preach and teach this powerful message called, Fear Not, I Have a Father. Sometimes we forget about our Heavenly Father, the fact that he loves us, and that we do have a Father. Many times the reason we forget about our Father, and thank God for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, amen, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, these three are one. But the fact that many people have had bad relationships with their earthly father, maybe they don't know their earthly father, maybe you never knew him, maybe you was abused by him, and so that distorts the image of our Heavenly Father. But I want you to know we have a Heavenly Father that would never abuse you, He's not a deadbeat dead. He loves you. And tonight, I want you to know, that's why we don't have to fear. Fear not, I have a father. And I want to add, who loves me, praise God, and who will supply all of our needs. Those of you who have your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. And I want you to look with me at verse 14 through 16. Romans chapter 8, verse 14 through 16. For as many that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, Daddy, Father. And the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit, the Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit, that we are the children of God. Hallelujah. Thank God he's put his spirit in us. And thank God it will bear witness that you are a child of God. If you're born again, it says we haven't received the spirit of bondage again to fear. What do you mean again to fear? Well, that means when you were born again, God didn't give you a spirit of fear. Before we got saved, we had a spirit that was full of fear and full of sin. Satan was the God of this world and we had his nature. But thank God if any man and woman be in Christ, he or she is a new creation. All things have passed away and all things have become new. And thank God all things are of God. And so when we got born again, God put his spirit in us, a new spirit. And it's not a spirit of bondage again to fear. Notice fear will put you in bondage. Fear will limit uh, where you go, what you do. And thank God we should use good judgment. We should be washing surfaces, washing our hands, uh, physical distancing. We should be doing all of those things, covering our cough. Praise God while uh, we are going through this crisis. But at the same time, don't let fear grip your heart. For the scripture says God has not given us the spirit of fear. Notice it's a spirit. But let's concentrate on what he did give us. What did he give me? But a power. I have power. Love. And a sound mind. The Amplified says a calm, well-balanced mind. So we don't have to fear the epidemic. We don't have to fear it coming on our life, our loved ones. Thank God for the blood of Jesus that have redeemed us from the curse of the law. This pandemic is a curse, praise God. And what's coming on the world don't have to come on you as a born-again Christian because you are redeemed. 
And so when fear try to attack you, you all know, wait a minute. I just read right here. We've not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have received the spirit that cries, the spirit of adoption that cries, Abba, Father. Thank God we've been adopted into the kingdom of God. Amen. We were grafted in. God's chosen people, of course, were the Jews, but Jesus Christ came, and in Christ there's neither Jew nor Gentile, but a new creature in Christ, and we were grafted in. And what's so beautiful about being adopted is the fact that under Hebrew law, when you would adopt a son or adopt a daughter, that daughter, because it was adopted, had all the privileges and the rights of the firstborn. In other words, he was just treated as equal as the firstborn son of God. And that's just how God treats me and you as equal. Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren. And when we got born again, God didn't leave Jesus up there and leave us down here. He raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And what God would do us and will do for Jesus, he'll do for you because we are all sons and daughters of God. And the Bible says that many are the led by the spirit of God, then they are the sons of God. And it's not so much uh, gender as it is relationship. When they say sons of God, that means if you're born again in Christ, it's neither male nor female, but your relationship as a child of God. So that go for every man and every woman that's born again. We are led by the Spirit of God. I want you to look at this in the Amplified, because this is really, really powerful. The Amplified Bible says this. The Amplified Bible says in verse 14, For all who are led by the Spirit of God, watch this, for the spirit that you, that you have now received is not a spirit of slavery to put you once more into bondage to fear. What you mean once more? Well, before we got saved, we was ruled by fear. Satan ruled our life. But when we got born again, this new spirit got put in us. It does not lead us to the spirit into bondage to fear. But you received the spirit of adoption. The spirit producing sonship, daughtership in bliss, we cry, Abba, Father. Praise God. And the spirit itself does testify together with our spirit. The Holy Spirit will testify with your own spirit that what? That we are the children of God. So God is going to take care of his children. We have his spirit. That's why I'm calling this message. Fear not, we have a father. We have a father that we can cry daddy. That word Abba means daddy. Thank God we have a heavenly father that will meet our needs. It doesn't matter whether you are unemployed or whether you employed. It doesn't matter, praise God, what your status is. We have a father that has promised to supply all of our needs. It doesn't matter what sickness is, is coming on your job, or what sickness is coming in your neighborhood. We have a father that says, I'll take sickness and disease out of the midst of thee, and the number of your days I will fulfill. It's not the will of God that you die with any type of virus or any type of sickness. Psalms 91 says, with long life, he will satisfy us and show us salvation. Praise God, we're going to live long upon the earth. So we have a father, and we don't have to fear. In other words, we are not orphans. An orphan, I'm going to give you a definition of an orphan. An orphan is a child who has no parent, friends, or an inheritance. Think about that. And there are orphans worldwide. We see them in India. 
We see them in Rio de Janeiro. We see them all over the world. And there are kids that in war-torn countries that have no mother and father, no protection. Can you imagine the fear that they live under? They have no inheritance. No one is leaving them or willing them anything. They have nothing in this life. Children like that or kids like that, orphans like that, that's why all orphans live their whole lives in fear. Fear what? Fear of, of, of abuse. Praise God. They, they've been rejected. Uh, uh, they're unwanted. And can you imagine like that? No, no hope. Uh, strangers from the covenant of promise. No father, no mother, unwanted, rejected. And, and can you imagine, in many of these orphans' homes, except they've been ordained by God to take care of orphans, they are abused sexually. And, and I mean, they live in fear. And so thank God we're not orphans. We have a father. We don't have to fear. Hallelujah. And our father has promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by his son, Christ Jesus. Let me tell you something. This is no emergency to God. This pandemic worldwide is no emergency to God. Before the problem came, God already had the solution. And with every trial and test, God says, with it, he will make the way of escape. So we don't have to fear, praise God. You don't have to worry. You don't have to begin to panic or get in anxiety for we have a heavenly father and we are not orphan children. So this is what I want you to understand. This statement here says God then put his, put in his children a spirit that cries Abba Father. In other words, daddy, God has put in his children, you and I. Notice the Bible says then if sons if, if we're led by the Spirit, we're sons and daughters of God. So God has put in us, when we were born again, his own spirit. And it's a spirit that cries, Abba, Father. In other words, it don't crowd in fear. It don't crowd for want. It don't crowd in panic. Because when we, we need food, when we need clothing, when there's some type of threatening thing that's going on, thank God, there's a spirit that cries out in faith, Abba, Father. And we can go to God. Hallelujah. We are not orphans, praise God. And our Heavenly Father, amen, watches over us. Our Heavenly Father, he said, fear not. We'll read this. Little flock, it's your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. So many Christians are living like they're orphans, like they don't have a father. And like he don't care. And let me tell you something. Don't you blame God. Well, why did God allow this pandemic? Why did God allow sickness? Why did God is not allowing anything, praise God? God is love. And the Bible says every good and every perfect gift comes from above. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am being tempted by God. For God, James said, cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempt thee any man. God is the one that brings us out. Hallelujah. So if you're at home with your children, they're out of school. Maybe you are temporarily, you know, laid off, but in the kingdom of God, we are always employed, praise God. Or whether you work, it doesn't matter what the need is. You might be waiting on your stimulus check. You might not, you might need food, clothing, gas, whatever it is. The Bible says, take no worry, thought for these things. For our heavenly father, know that we have need of these. Consider the fowls of the air, they don't sow nor reap. Know that they gather in barns, you know what that means? They don't have a job, neither do they get a paycheck. But praise God, the Bible says, your heavenly father, take care of them. You've never seen a worried bird. I've never, birds are singing. 
Even now, even though there's a worldwide pandemic, man, the mockingbird is singing this song. Hallelujah. You don't see them on the wire. Man, I just don't know if I'm going to get a worm or not. My kids, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it. Them is just hot and all them bitters. Lord Jesus, please send a worm. No. God wants you to rejoice, praise God. He said, if you be in this world, he says, you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world for you. I have deprived it of power to do you any harm. So it's time to look to our Heavenly Father and know that, hey, while we wait on manifestation, I know my needs are met. I know God has already made the way. One thing I'm not going to do is allow fear to grip my heart, praise God. So thank God that we don't have to worry. We don't have to fear because we have a Father. And the Bible says he's not giving us a spirit of fear, but a spirit that cries, Abba, Father, I want you to uh, look at Ezekiel, because in this statement, look at Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19, and I'll show you what I'm talking about when you and I were born again. It says, and I will give them one heart, a new heart. I will put a new spirit within them. I will take away that stony, unnaturally hardened heart. That's, that's before we got saved. We were hard-hearted. Our heart was not massaged with the love of God. He said, I'm going to take that out of them, and I'm going to give them a new heart, a heart of flesh that's sensitive and responsive to the touch of their God. Amen. God says, I'm going to put my spirit in you, and I, I'm going to take out that hardened heart, heart, and I'm going to put a new spirit in you. Thank God we have the nature of God in us. We have God's DNA. We are his children, and God takes care of his children, praise God. The Bible tells us that through these exceeding great and precious promises, we have partaken of the divine nature. Praise God. And God is not a deadbeat dad. We don't have to fear hallelujah. We're not like the world. We're not Gentiles without God. But we have been bought into the covenant, praise God. And we know what the word of God says. And so God wants you to rest well knowing that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And that you have a covenant with God, which is his word. And God says, my covenant, I'm not going to break nor alter the thing that's gone out of my mouth. See, what it's time to really do. If you don't believe the word of God, you are going to worry. You're going to fear. The Bible says we which believe, what? The gospel do enter into rest. You can't rest at night if you don't understand that God cannot lie. If you don't understand that we have a covenant with God, you have to believe what God says and then enter into the rest. We enter into God's rest by believing what he said. Well, what has God said? Praise God. He's promised to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by his son Christ Jesus. David said, I've been young, now am I old, now what? Have I seen the righteous forsaken? That's you and I, his children. No, it's seed begging bread. You ain't got to beg for the government. You ain't got to beg for, for welfare. You don't have to beg for food stamps. God takes care of his own. We are not orphans, hallelujah. So praise God that we have a new spirit in us, and it is... God's nature, his very DNA that has been put down in you and I. I want you to look with me at another powerful scripture. Look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 15 through 18. So many people right now, and I've seen them. One lady I was talking to uh, some months ago before we got to where it was under 10, groups of 10, no more than 10 in a place. She was in the grocery store, and she was buying groceries, and she was just, her and her husband was trying to decide what, if they put back this, 
they didn't have enough money then let's keep that well if we buy that we can't keep this and they was trying to figure how they was going to get everything they needed and I just happened to hear the conversation so I picked up their, butt, their basket and said I got this and they said oh no 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 she said it's bad out there the world is in and I said sweetheart don't let fear grip you the world is not ending Jesus hallelujah is going to come and when Jesus come praise God and spit the eastern sky that's how the world goes and we're going to be raptured amen no pandemic no war no world ruler is going to praise God in this world he said this gospel shall be preached as a witness all around the world hallelujah and after this gospel has been preached when you hear wars and rumors of wars he said don't look down lift up your head your redemption draws now let me tell you, it's going to end with a bang and not the big bang. It's going to be the Lord himself descending from heaven with a shout and the voice of the archangels of the dead in Christ is going to be raised incorruptible and you and I which remain shall be caught up together to meet him in the air. That's how it's going to end. He's not coming for a sick church that's got a virus, a broke church. He's coming for a glorious church without spot or wrinkle, praise God. So we're going to end on a high note so it's, time, a high note, so it's time to live up your head and start rejoicing and I began to minister to that woman praise God and, and she just couldn't believe I was going to buy her and her husband grocery but it is the funny part is uh, I was standing in line and, the, and the, the, the clerk said well you got this I said I got it don't pay no attention to them and, and the husband looked at the wife he said well you need to go and get two bottles of wine too I said nah 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 I ain't going to be paying for your wine that's funny to me I mean, they said, well, why are you buying all this? We might well get. I said, nope, God didn't speak to me about your wine, praise God. But anyway, I just shared the love of God with them and it gave them hope. What am I saying? This is a time that we don't have to be like the world. They don't know how they're going to make it. We have a heavenly father and we don't have to fear, praise God. He's already made a way of escape with every trial and test. Look at St. John's Gospel, chapter 14. And I'm say to all of our members, praise God, me and Joyce, we intercede for you. We've released our faith and the angels of God are taking charge over you, praise God. And you are being amply and supernaturally supplied, praise God. And God's grace is sufficient to keep you and his strength is made perfect in his weakness. And wherever you are in the world, praise God, if you're born again, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ, this is no time to fear. This is a time to release faith. And our heavenly father, praise God. Uh, St. John 14. You know, I hear a lot of people say, God, be with me. God, be with me. Well, you don't have to pray that prayer. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He goes through the trial and through the water and through the flood. He will be with us. God is on the inside of you. So he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lord, I'm with you to the end of the world. St. John's Gospel, chapter 14. Look with me at verse 15 uh, through 18. I'm going to be reading from the Amplified Bible. It says in verse 15, If you really, really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And he says, and I will give you another comforter. He's talking about the Holy Spirit. Now look at all of these descriptive terms that he used for the comforter. I will give you another comforter, counselor. The Holy Spirit will counsel you. Helper, the Holy Spirit will help you. That's God, the Holy Spirit. That's God inside of you. Intercessor, God says that he ever lived to make intercession for us, praise God. He's praying for you. Amen. 
advocate. Advocate means attorney at law. Thank God we have an attorney in the highest court of the land representing us. Praise God. That's never lost the case. Strengthener. If you need strength, he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Stand by. He never leaves us, praise God. He's always standing by. Before the pandemic ever hit the United States or the world, he was right there and under pressure. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Now, he's talking about himself. Someone said, well, I thought he was talking about the Holy Spirit. Well, who do you think the Holy Spirit is? God says, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost? As I have said, I will dwell in them and walk in them. That's the spirit we just talked about when he said, I'll put a new spirit in you. That was God came on the inside. The love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. That's God in you now. Hallelujah. You are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Someone say, you know, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I say it's good to be the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's in you. He's right there. Praise God. And he said, I'll go with you through the trial and through the test. He said, a strengthener. And he says, a counselor, an advocate. And notice, this is what I love. That he may remain with you forever. He said, when I'm come, I'll never leave you. So God is in your house right now because he's in inside of you. God knows about whether you have a job, don't have a job. God knows that your children are out of school. God knows that you have a mortgage payment. God knows, praise God, that you have a car payment. He said, I'm right here. You don't have to fear, praise God. In other words, we need to begin to put faith in the presence of God that's right here. That's why David could face Goliath, could face Saul and any other enemy. He said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Watch this. Why? For thou art with me. He's in me. You got to have a revelation that God is right there with you. Praise God. And all you got to do is pray. And when you pray, even though his physical form is at the right hand of the throne of God, he's right here. He's just as close as you open up your mouth. Praise God. Said, I'll remain with you forever. And then he says, mm, I love this. Verse 17, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. See, the world they don't know nothing about the Holy Spirit. They don't know nothing about the Spirit of God. They don't feel them. They don't see them. Hallelujah. And so those are the people that's worried. Those are people in fear. Those are the orphans. They don't have a father. Well, actually, they do. Their father is the devil, and he could care less about them. Thank God we've been redeemed. We switched dads when we accepted Jesus Christ and the, whole, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father came on the inside, and he says, The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, welcome, taken to their heart, because they don't see him or feel him. But you know and recognize him. Why? For he shall be with you constantly and shall be where? In you. Now look at this powerful statement right after this. I will not, verse, verse 18, I will not leave you orphans. Say it with me at home right there. You know, just say I'm not an orphan. I'm a child of almighty God and I don't have to fear. He said, I won't leave you. I'm right here. I will not leave you orphans, comfortless, desolate, bereaved, hungry, without rent, without car payment. I'm just throwing some other stuff in there. I will not leave you orphans, praise God. I'll be the Lord thy God that healeth all your diseases, praise God. And I'll see that none of these things that came on the Egyptians come on you and your house. Why? You're not an orphan. You're my son. You're my daughter. And I will come back to you. Hallelujah. How did he come back to? He said, I'll come back to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. You're never alone. So I want you to know you're not in this trial alone. 
You're not going through this thing alone. God says, I will be in you. You're not an orphan. Look at this statement. I want to put this up. So God says why we don't have to fear. Fear not, for I will not leave you orphans or without a father. Can you imagine? Only if you had a good relationship, just the joy and the comfort of knowing you got a father. I remember when I was a little boy, you know, most kids, they don't brag on mama, they brag on daddy. They be out in the sandbox, they be playing with toys, and they say, my daddy is the captain of the police. No, my daddy, he's the captain of all the firemen. When my daddy, he, he, my daddy's bigger than your daddy. It's, it's bragging on their father. It's just natural to have confidence in their father. And I want you to know we're going to have to start putting confidence in our father. We're not orphans. That's why most children have no concept of worry. Ask your children that's right there in the house right now. <laughs> yeah, they're home out of school. They eating. They 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 drinking. They 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 eating food. They want they like 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 you got all the money in the world. You know why? They're expecting daddy and mama to take care of them. And I'm trying to tell you, praise God, that their faith is unconscious. God is trying to get us back to unconscious faith, childlike faith in our heavenly father. I'm not an orphan. I got a daddy. And my spirit that cries, Abba, Father. So if I need money, I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm calling upon money. If I need food, I say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I speak the word of God. I believe I receive groceries and provision. I believe I receive my rent in the name of Jesus. I want to thank you, Father, that while the stimulus check is on the way, hallelujah, the gold, the silver, and the cattle on a thousand hills is yours, and you're providing for me. I'm not an orphan. Father, I want to thank you that the rent is paid in the name of, that's what I'll spirit should be cried out a spirit of faith our father not fear hallelujah glory be to God I don't know about you praise God I have preached myself happy and I want you to get happy your children this this thing your children think you God if you if you've trained them right I know my son think I, I'm I'm I, you know his concept of heavenly father he got it from me he comes in and he don't ask me daddy can I have anything in the refrigerator he just raised anything in there is his why? His last name is Diggs. Are you listening to me? He don't say, Daddy, can I please have that Subway sandwich? Daddy, can I please have that meat? Daddy, can I please have some milk? No, he just go in there, eat, drink anything he wants. Why? Because he's my son and I'm his father. And his last name is Diggs. If my people, which are called by my name, See, we're called by the name of the Lord. We're in covenant with Almighty God. And he said, it is my it's my responsibility to see that your needs are met. Before this crisis ever came, hallelujah, I'm right here with you. I'll be your advocate. I'll be your strengther. I'll be your standby. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Lord, I'm with you to the end of the world. Praise God. So it's time to begin to rejoice and put confidence in our Heavenly Father, knowing that we do not have to fear. Praise God. He said, I will not leave you orphans. Also, God said in his word, I want to put up this statement. I will manifest myself. What that mean? I'm going to show up. You need God to show up right now. You're sitting there in your house. I need you to show up in my finances. I need you to show up and protect my children. I need you to show up, praise God, and bring provision. God says, I will manifest myself and make myself real to you. You know why God is not real to a lot of Christians? It's because they don't spend enough time in the Word. 
God is only as real as you get in this word and understand that this is not just the Bible. This is a God, a sworn blood covenant, God speaking to you. And God has already proclaimed, praise God, that I'm still the God of old. And one thing God did in the Old Testament that I'm believing that God is going to do for every born-again child of God that's putting faith in him, he's going to bring us out. Remember all the plagues that came with Pharaoh, the lice, the plague of the flies, the darkness, the Nile River. And after they came out of all of that, the Bible says in Psalms 107, and we'll look at this later, not now. Psalms 105, rather, verse 37, he brought them forth with silver and gold, and there was not one sick person among them. I'm believing God's going to bring us out when this thing is over. We're going to come out with more than enough, and not one sick member, not one sick Christian, not even one weak one, hallelujah. They ate that, that communion cup, they took the blood, and they put it over the doorpost, and they ate that lamb. It was the Lord's Passover, and when they ate it, it quickened their body, hallelujah. It healed them and the Bible says they went out healed and well and blessed and I'm believing that's how God going to bring every member out that's trusting him right now we have a father I want you to look at this he says I will manifest and make myself real to you now before we look at this scripture you know when I read that I think about a song in the old Baptist church you know well, when I was a little boy I grew up in the Baptist church and I used to hear some of the mothers in the church say I can hear them right now singing you know the mothers of the church He's real, real. Jesus is real to me. Mm. Oh, yes. He gives me the victory. So many people doubt him. I can't live without him. That is why I love him so. He's so real to me. They go to shouting hallelujah. See, Jesus said, I'm going to make myself real. Hallelujah. I'm going to show up and manifest myself. I am with you, praise God. Look what he said here in St. John's Gospel, chapter 14, verse 21 and 23 through 23. St. John 14, just drop down, verse 21 through 23. This is powerful, man. I want you to know God's going to move in your house. If God is living in your house, you ain't got to worry about being put out. If God is being, is in your house, you ain't got to worry about foreclosure. You ain't got to worry about the car payment. You ain't got to worry about some sickness and disease coming on your household. Why? God says, I'm going to make myself real to you. Look what he said. So a person, he asked the question, who has my commandments and keep them, he who really, really loves me, whosoever really loves me, will be loved by my father, Jesus said, and me too. I will love him. And I will show, reveal myself, glory be to God, hallelujah, myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. Keep going. He says, Judah said, okay, now, now we got two people. We got the world that's out here in fear. How are we going to make it? I hope I don't catch this virus. I hope I don't die. Oh, we laid off. We unemployed. You got the world. Then you got God's children. He said, while they going through that, I'm going to make myself real. Judah said, well, okay, Lord. How is it that you will reveal yourself, make yourself real to us, but not to the world? He's talking about this born again children that he's put his spirit in. Look what he said. Glory be to God. Jesus answered and said, if a person really loves me, he will keep, act on my word. Just keep speaking my word of God. Keep declaring, hallelujah, I'm Jehovah Jireh, your provider. 
Keep declaring, I'm Jehovah Nisi. Keep declaring, I'm Jehovah Yorah. Keep declaring, keep my word, and my Father will love him, Woo! and we will come to him. Glory be to God. You're not in that house alone. God is up in there. And make our home, our boat, our special dwelling place with him. Glory be to God. Did you hear that? I want you to know while you're at home with your kids, God has moved in. God is right there. He's in you, praise God. He said, I'm going to manifest myself. I'm going to show up and pay the bills. God, if he's in your house, he's not going to be put out. If God is in your house, you're going to, God is accustomed, praise God, to a nice car. God is accustomed to food. God says, I'm going to make my bowl with you. Hallelujah. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to meet your needs. I'm going to take care of the children. I'm going to provide food, clothing, bread, whatever you need. Jesus is Lord. Lord means bread provider. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. So you don't have to fear. Why? He's in your house. He said, I'm going to manifest myself. What that mean? My glory is going to show up. To manifest means to be bought in the public view. So we got the world over here worried and in fear, but we got God here in your house. Your needs are met. Your car payments are being made. Your rent and all mortgage is being paid. Everyone is healed and well. People going to look to you and say, what is it about your house? Let them know God is in my house. Hallelujah. God dwells in our house. He said, I will manifest myself. What that mean? My glory is going to be seen on my church. You don't have to worry, but you got to know the word of God. God manifests himself because he, he said, I'm going to keep my word. When you speak my word, I'll show up. That's a covenant, praise God. And if I have to cause manna to come from the sky, if I have to cause supernatural increase to come, unexpected income, I will provide for my own. I will not forsake the righteous, nor have my seed begging bread from anybody, praise God. So you should expect God to show up. Yeah, that's when God shows up in time of crisis, in time of shortages, in time of pandemics. That's when God says, I'll reveal myself and make myself real to you, praise God. And that way you can be a testimony to people and they'll look to you how you are dealing with adversity and they want to know what you got. That's your opportunity to witness. That's your opportunity to tell them about the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. That yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I don't have to fear no evil for God is right here. Hallelujah. He showed up. Amen. And you see, if you build your church, if you build your family on the word of God, when the storm come and beat against your house, it won't be able to shake you and your house because of the foundation. And his name is Jesus Christ. Come on. Somebody need to just praise God for that and start praising God right where you're at in your house. And if you'll start praising God and quit worrying so much, start praising God and giving him the glory, expect manifestation. He said, I'll reveal myself. I'll make myself real. God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, I've been saying this. We can't physically, most of us, come together and get in the church right now. So you need to make your home a new place of the church altar. That's your place of worship. Amen. Instead of just sitting at home watching videos and tweeting and, 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 and Facebooking and all that, you need to praise God. Get out the word of God like my mama used to do and say, let's join hands, let's pray. Thank God, Jesus, you said if any two of you on earth shall touch and agree, if that's anything, it shall be. And we touch and agree that this virus will not tuck out my house, my children, my family. We touch and agree in the name of Jesus. Praise God for supernatural provision. Thank and praise you, Father, that our needs are met according to your riches. 
riches and glory. He said, well, where two or three are gathered together in my name, you right there in the house. He said, there I am. Who? I'm with you. I'll move in. Praise God. And when God moves in, fear has to leave. When God moves in, depression got to go. So start praising God and watch him inhabit the praises of his people. Glory be to God. So I say, fear not. Why? We're not like the world. We have a father. Amen. And the things that's got the world worried and stressed out, sick, thank God. He says, I'm going to reveal myself to you, but not to the world. Look at Luke chapter 12. Luke's gospel chapter 12. We're talking about the reason we don't have to fear. I have a father. And the more time you spend with him, the more your confidence grows in him. That's why a lot of people have reaped relationship with God and he's not real to them because they don't ever spend no time in word they don't ever spend no time in prayer hallelujah how do you get to know someone by spending time with them and the more you spend time reading the word of God meditating the word of God speaking the word of God staying in it night and day praying every day staying connected to your father while you're in your home praise God hallelujah then I want you to know praise God you become sensitive and responsive to the voice of your God he said, my sheep know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Hallelujah. You begin to know the voice of God because God's going to speak according to his word. And the more words you get in you, the more faith builds. And the more faith get in you, the more fear leaves, praise God. Replace that fear with the word of God. Replace that fear with time with God. And I'm telling you, faith is one, is one of the forces of the fruit of the spirit. The Bible says the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, faith. Against us, there is no law. It don't matter what lie the enemy is telling you. It don't matter what the need is. Praise God. When that faith rises up against us, there is no law. It will put down that fear, praise God, as you cast those thoughts down and those lying imaginations and bring every thought into obedience of Christ Jesus, this word, praise God. And you'll start experiencing peace. We all going to go through. Amen. The, the pandemic is here. It's how you're going to go through. You can go through in peace, trusting God. Or you can let fear and worry and all of that stuff and anxiety begin to open up the door for sickness and disease. I choose to believe God, and I believe you do too. Amen? Praise God, because he cannot lie, and he's faithful and true to his word. Look at Luke's gospel, chapter 12. Luke's gospel, chapter 12. I want you to look at verse 29 through 32. Now, look what Jesus is saying here. In verse 29, I'm going to read the King James verse. He said that, do not seek. That's what a lot of people worry about. Oh, what are we going to eat? When is the check coming? And then after the check comes, what are you going to do the next month? We don't know how long this thing. That's why you're going to have to get your faith in more than just a stimulus check. You're going to have to get your faith in someone that's bigger than a stimulus check, bigger than the United States government. I'm talking about almighty God. He says, before you was, I am. Cast all your care upon me. And so he says here, don't seek what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, and don't be of doubtful mind. For all these things, now in, the, the, uh, in Matthew version it says, the Gentiles, those that without God. All these things, Gentiles, the nations without God, the whole world seek after. But your father, see, he's not given you the spirit a fear, but a spirit that cries, Abba, Father, your Father, know it that you have need of all these things. 
God knew before the pandemic ever hit what your needs were. And he said, there's nothing too hard for God. I'm bigger than that. What? I'm the Lord God of all flesh. Ain't nothing too hard for me to do. I have split red seas. Praise God. I took two fish and five loaves. I fed 5,000. I raised up a valley of dry bones. I'm still God all by myself. I created this universe, praise God. By faith, I spoke it into existence. And when I needed a man, I scooped up some clay, praise God, and said, let us make man. And took that man and fashioned his body and put a heart and liver and pancreas and veins in him and breathed in him the breath of life. Hallelujah. I put myself in you, my spirit in you, praise God. And man became a living soul. And if God can do all that, you think God can't pay your rent? God can't, can't meet your mortgage? God can't get your household uh, uh, that car payment? God can't keep you safe? He's still the God of all flesh. And it's time to put faith in him again, praise God. If my people, which are called by my name, shall turn, turn from what? Wicked ways, turn from, from trusted other things, praise God, and turn and seek my face, then will I hear from heaven and I'll heal the land. I'll heal the land. Anointing will flow. My power will flow. And it'll dry up the coronavirus. virus. It'll heal the land. Praise God. But we're going to have to do some turning to him. We're going to have to do the looking to him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And get our faith back in almighty God. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He says here, all these things the nations seek. I know you have need of these things, but rather seek the kingdom. Get in my word. Meditate. Learn more of me. Come unto me, all you this heavy laden. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. Get in the word. My yoke is easy and my burdens are light. And you'll find rest for your soul. And then he makes this statement. All these things shall be added to you. And he says, fear not, little flock. Look what he calls a little flock. You are, I'm the shepherd and you are the sheep. We are the sheep of his pasture. Not only am I your pastor, the heavenly father is all about pastor. And the Bible says the good shepherd will lay down his life for the sheep. The good shepherd will provide for the sheep. That's why he's using the term little flock. He said, fear not, for it is your father, good pleasure to give you everything that's in the kingdom. You say, well, where's that? You have not because you ask not. That's why I was teaching on prayer. Well, so if you ask the Father in the name of Jesus, he will give it you. Hallelujah. And this is the confidence that we have in him. Who? Your Father. This is St. John uh, chapter 5, verse 14 and 15. This is the confidence, not St. John, 1 John, that we have in him. That anything we ask according to his word, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, we know we have a petition of those things we desire. You say, if you knew I have need of, why well, don't I have it? You have not because you ask not. God says, I'll give you the kingdom. I'll pay your rent. I'll get you the money. I'm God. There's no shortage. There's no recession in heaven. The angels are not on strike. Just pray and those angels will hearken to the voice of the word of God and I'll take care of my people because you are my little flock. And I don't want you fearing, praise God. The Bible says fear has torment. It'll rob you of your rest. It'll rob you of your sleep. And it'll, it'll bleed for the undesirable. Amen. It'll open up the door to sickness and disease. But thank God, faith is called a shield. And the Bible says, with the shield of faith, we can quench all the fiery darts. So that everything the enemy shoots at you, lift up the word of God. And the Bible says, we can quench 
every fiery dot of the wicked one. So he said, the kids, fear not. I taught a message long, not long ago about fear not is a decision. You choose not to fear. You have to choose not to fear. Fear don't, you don't have to fear. St. John 14, 27, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Neither, who, he's empowering you. It's a choice. Fear is out here talking, telling you ain't going to make you going to lose this. How you going to pay your bill? How you going to pay your rent? Blah, 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 blah. But you don't have to let your heart be trusted. Need to let that fear get on the inside of you. Why? You hold up the shield of faith and you quench that lie of the enemy, praise God. Amen. So I want to make this statement. God says then, fear not, your father will provide for you. Amen. Fear not, your father will will provide for you. He's a God of provision. He's always taking care of his people. In the Old Testament, that's one of the things where that grieve, they grieve God in the wilderness. One of the things they said in Psalm 78, they says, they questioned God and said, can God provide a table in the wilderness? Can God provide a table in hard times? Can God provide a table with an unemployment rate at 20%? And all this, can God put, of course he can provide a table. The Bible says, God says, he will provide a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Well, your enemies not just the people that don't like you. The virus is an enemy. Lack is an enemy. No food is an enemy. God says, my table is full. When the world runs out of gas and food and clothes, my table is full in the very presence. And what God is trying to get us to do is come up to the table and eat, praise God. Hallelujah, you just look into the wrong table. You're looking to the wrong source. It's time to get your eyes back on Jesus. Amen. Psalms 23 verse 1 says this. You know it. It says, a psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. See, fear not, little flock. A shepherd provides everything, guidance, protection, food, clothes. David was a shepherd boy, and he provided everything for a sheep. The Lord is my shepherd to feed the God and shield me. I shall not lack. I'm not going to lack anything. I'm not going to lack clothes. I'm not going to lack money. I'm not going to lack car payment, house payment, rent. I have a shepherd. He's my heavenly father and he will shield me. He will guide me. His rod and staff will comfort me. His word will build me up. Praise God. It's time to put faith in the shepherd. Every shepherd. And we'll use David. God says the good shepherd is willing to lay down his life for the sheep. Jesus died so that you and I could have provision. I shall not lack. Start saying that I shall not lack. My household will not lack. Praise God, I have plenty more to put in store. Thank God I'm a tither and the windows of heaven open concerning my life and supernatural provision comes from my father, I fear not. I shall not lie. Wake up in the morning and say, there's no lack here in the name of Jesus. More than enough money to pay the bills. More than enough food to feed the children. More than enough, praise God, to not only do that, but to give unto every good work and charitable donation. God is making every favor and earthly blessing come upon me that I have more than enough to give to every good work and charitable donation. He's my shepherd I do not lack. Hallelujah. Instead of fearing. David came a lion and a bear and took hold one of his sheep. He said, fear not little flock. It's my faith. I'll protect you. God loves you. The Bible says that David went after the lion 
and the bear. I don't know about you. I've preached in Africa a lot, and I've never seen people run at the lions. Usually, they run from lions. But when the courage of God is in your heart and the love of the shepherd, the Bible says he took that lion and he ripped it apart and he took the bear, why? The anointing, and he delivered the sheep. And that God is trying to use an earthly parable to show you how much he loves you, that the good shepherd is willing to take care of you. You don't have to fear, praise God. Hallelujah. I shall not lie. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews chapter 13. I want you to get excited and know that during this time of this pandemic, church, members, partner, covenant, friend, God is more, he's more than enough to take care of you. Hallelujah. He said, with every trial and test, there is no temptation taking you, such as common to man. It's not above resistance. And the Bible says, with the temptation, God makes the way of escape. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord shall deliver him out of them all. Hallelujah. So now is the time for the church to stand up and be a testimony and a light in the midst of darkness. The world, they don't know the word. They don't know nothing about the Holy Spirit. They don't know nothing about the Heavenly Father. But we do. In the Old Testament, when all the plagues of the lice and, and all the, the Nile River turning to blood and, and the sickness and disease and the death angel, the Bible says when there was darkness all over Egypt, there was light in Goshen. And right now there should be light in the church. Yeah, we might not be able to meet uh, in our sanctuaries right now, but wherever we are, we're the light. We're going to be a testimony of the glory and the power of our Heavenly Father, praise God. What the going through the world, amen, and what they're going through, praise God, there's going to be light in our house. Amen. Isaiah says, arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord, the manifest, is risen up upon thee. Gross darkness shall cover the people of the earth, praise God, but his light shall be seen on you. That's that word, that word. The entrance of that word brings light and understanding. When you get in this word, God will show you how you're going to come out. He'll show you where your provision comes from. Hallelujah. Praise God. So our focus needs to be on the word of the living God. Look at Hebrews chapter 13. Look at verse 5 and 6. Hebrews 13, verse 5 and 6 here. Notice here he says, we're talking about fear not, I have a father. We're not orphans, praise God. He says in verse 5, he says, Let your conversation be without covetous, and be content with such things as you have. For he, God, hath said, I will never leave you, nor forsake thee, so that we might say, boldly, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what can man do unto me. Notice God says, he said, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. I'm with you. Praise God. I'm your father. I won't leave your office so that I can say, the Lord is my helper. Praise God. Hallelujah. What can man do? In other words, I don't have to fear. Why? We have a father. Now, this is so powerful in the Amplified. I want you to look at this in the Amplified Bible. Verse 5 says this. It says, let your conversation and moral 
definition be free from the love of money, including greed, avarice, lust, craving for earthly things, possessions, and be satisfied with your present circumstance and what you have. For he, God, himself have said, this is so powerful, I will not in any way fail you, number one. You're not going to fail. You're going to come out of this, praise God. Your business is not going to fail. Your home is not going to fail. Your marriage is not going to fail. God's going to take you, take care of you, your children. They're going to get back in school. They're everything. God says, I will not fail you. I will not give you up, nor leave you without support. I'm not a dad big dad. Hallelujah. I take care of my own. You will be supported by me through the pandemic. I will support whatever you need. Just because maybe Frank or whoever you've been paying child support ain't been paying their child support. Quit worrying about Frank. He ain't never gave you no money. God is not Frank. God says you will never be without support. I'll take care of you and the family. Why? I'm your father. And I'm not a deadbeat dad. Praise God. I will not. Did he use a triple negative? So that you, so he's trying to, to anchor our soul in the fact that you don't have to worry. Sleep good at night. I will not. I will not. Three times. I will not in any way or degree leave you helpless, orphans, nor forsake, nor let you down or relax my hold on you. Oh, surely not. Good God Almighty. Three times God said, ain't no way I'm going to break my covenant. I knew you before the foundation of the earth. Before you was formed in the womb, I knew you. Before you was formed in your mother's belly, I knew you. I didn't meet you when you were born in, 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 in Moses Cone, the High Point region, or, or some hospital, and then a name was put on a birth certificate. I knew you before you was formed. I'm almighty God. Hallelujah. And I already had made a way before you came in this earth. Hallelujah. I'm the very hairs of your head are numbered. And God says, I will not fail thee. I will not let you down, or surely not, and I will not leave you without support. No one is helping me. I can't get this. I can't do that. And I down in the name of Jesus. I'm just sensing that when I think about support, I think about all our heroes, our nurses, our doctors that is fighting this pandemic all across this nation. Those are the real heroes who need masks, who need ventilators. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I'm asking you as I speak to call supernatural support to be distributed throughout the land in the name of Jesus. We not only curse this virus, but we thank you that the necessary tools that the nurses and doctors need, it is manifested in the name of Jesus. That it comes supernaturally and it comes quickly in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Father, and we pray for all those nurses and doctors that's putting their life on the line. We plead the blood of Jesus over their life that another life will not be lost in the name of Jesus but that virus they'll be protected from it in the name of Jesus and supernatural support go to every governor, every mayor, every state, every county in Jesus name and all that agree with that say amen because God says he won't lead you without support. See, it's the time we look into the wrong. We're looking to the government. I'm waiting on this. And don't get me wrong. I know about the stimulus check. But let me tell you something. The government is not God. God says, I'll support you. You look into the White House. God says, hey, it's not who's in the White House. It's who's sitting on the throne. Now, don't get mad at me. I'm just saying sometimes our faith is misguided where we're looking for support. And that's why we become disappointed. And because this didn't happen. God says, I will not lead you without support. I will never leave. Why? I'm your father, praise God. And maybe your father left you when you was young. And you never knew who your father was. Well, I want you to know you got a new heavenly father. 
If you don't know him as Lord and Savior, matter of fact, right in the middle of my message, not at the end. I'm not through preaching. I want to give you an opportunity to accept Jesus Christ right now. Maybe that's been the problem. Maybe that's why you've been hard, having a hard time with this message. Because you were beat down or you was abused or you would just never knew your father. He was a deadbeat dad and it's hard to get a concept of God. Well, God is a different father. He loves you. And if you don't know him as Lord of your life, the way you can meet the Father is accepting Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man come to the Father but by me. So if you don't know him right now, while the Spirit of God is moving on you, pray this prayer with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess Jesus is Lord. I believe in my heart. God has raised him from the dead. Come into my heart and live in me, Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for Jesus coming on the inside. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for loving me before the foundation of the world. I believe it in my heart and confess with my mouth, Jesus is my Lord and I'm saved. Amen. Praise God. Now, if you prayed that prayer, I don't know what you need to do if you watch the internet, but you need to, I, I don't know, we can tell you the number or something called, but I'll, a number here at the church of 336 888 uh, 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 five six seven two seven. You need to call the number wherever you're at. Praise God, and just leave leave that. Say, Pastor, this I prayed that prayer. We'll get some material to you. Praise God. So, hey, you you don't have to be without a father, and I'm talking about one who loves you. Praise God. He said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. I'll support you there to the end. Amen. Praise God, and I, I I'm praising God for that. He says, I will in no way fail you. I'll let you down, that we might boldly say. Now, let's look at that. He says, nor forsake thee, verse uh, 6. Why? Why God say all that? So that you, we might take comfort, his children, and be encouraged and confidently, boldly say. Guess what? God going to help me through this. God going to help me. I got a father. I don't have to boldly say it boldly. And I will not be seized with the law. I'm not going to let fear grip me. Nor I will not fear or dread or be terrified. Why? What can men do unto me? If God be for me, who can be against me? I got a heavenly father, praise God. El, El, Yon, the most high God. And I'm not worried about the bill. I'm not worried about mortgage. I'm not worried about rent. I'm not worried about coronavirus coming on me and my house. We're redeemed, praise God. I'm going to boldly say the Lord is my helper. And we're going to come out of this, praise God. And if it look like I'm being defeated now, praise God. If it look like that I'm struggling now, don't worry about it. I'm walking by faith. I'm not going to let go of the word of God. I'm going to keep fighting the fight of faith. Please be patient with me because God ain't through with me yet. But when God gets through with me, when I come out of this, I'm going to come forth with pure gold. I'm going to look back on these days and say, oh, my God, how I got over. How the Lord, it was faith in the word of God, how I got over. Faith in his promises of God. God never let me, nor forsake me, praise God. But through the fire and through the rain, he was faithful and he brought me out without the smell of smoke, praise God. Begin to say that and declare. That's how faith is released in hell, by the words of your mouth. Amen. You need to stir yourself up right now. They're in your house. I believe 2 Corinthians 4.13, the spirit of faith. We having the same spirit. I believe. I believe God is going to meet my needs. I believe. I believe my needs are met, rather. I believe, praise God, provision is on the way. I want to thank you that that, that mortgage payment is net in the name. I want to thank you that no evil shall befall us. We're redeemed from sickness and disease. I, 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 I believe, therefore am I speaking. We believe, therefore we speak. 
with the heart man believe it, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So begin to declare right there in your home right now that I have a heavenly father. Pray. Release your faith. Hallelujah. Concerning your heavenly father. Job said, thou shalt decree a thing. That means speak it, praise God. And it shall be established unto thee. And the light of God's favor will shine on your path to show you the way, praise God. So begin to decree, praise God, hallelujah, that you've already come through, hallelujah, and that you've already overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. Now I want you to look with one more scripture here. Psalms 55, verse 22. This is a time we need to encourage one another. So members, you that are listening, make sure you call. I, I don't like the term social distancing. It's really physical distancing because we were made to socialize, to call one another, text one another, check on one another, email one another. It's okay to socialize. So let's make sure that we keep encouraging one another, building one another up, checking with members, seeing how the elderly is doing, seeing how all the members are doing. Amen. I can't do it all by myself. This is a time for all of us. We should not social, we should not, we may physically distance ourselves, but let's don't socially distance ourselves. The Bible said that we need to encourage one another on a daily basis, praise God. That's what fellowship is all about, praise God. We may not be able to physically come under one roof, but we can still communicate in the name of Jesus, praise God, and build one another up, build one another up in the faith, praise God. Now, let's, let's, let's close with this. Look at, look at Psalms uh, 55 verse 22 Psalms 55 verse 22 and I trust that you're being blessed hallelujah you have Psalms 55 and look at verse 22 Psalms 55 verse 22 says this See, God wants you to let that stuff go. Quit trying to figure out how you're going to make it a bill, the problem, all this. Verse 22 says, cast your burden. See, God don't want you carrying all this. You weren't designed to carry burdens and worry and fear and anxiety. That'll break your body down. About the disease and finances and home and mortgage payment and children. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee. God is a sustainer. To sustain means to nourish and keep going. See, the enemy thinks this is going to destroy you. No, we're going to be sustained through this pandemic by the power of Almighty God and by the word of God. Because notice, he is sustaining us, and he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Now, look at this in the Amplified. This is so powerful, one of my favorite scriptures. It says, cast your burden, bill, problem, job, money. Food, clothes. He knew you got a father. He's responsible for you. He knows how to take care of you. Cast your burden on the Lord. How? By releasing the weight of it. Just let the child go. Let the bill go. Praise God. God will give you favor. Amen. Don't let someone uh, uh, worry what you're pressing you. Don't let some creditor pressure you and cause you to lose your bill. They, they should right now, they should, they should uh, 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 at best defer it. Praise God. But, but some of them will forgive it totally in the name of Jesus. You let God handle that. God wants you to rest. Release the weight of it. Let the child go. Let the bill go. Let it all go. Quit worrying about the virus. Hallelujah. You're redeemed. 
Every germ and every bacteria that touch your body dies instantly in the name of Jesus. I'm not saying be dumb, go around coughing on people, hugging people. No, use common sense, but don't get in fear. Release the weight of it. And he shall sustain you. He will never allow the consistently righteous to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. You're not going to fail. You're not going to fall. This thing is not going to destroy you. Before the pandemic was, God was. And in the end, God going to be. Hallelujah. I don't care what trial or test come. With the trial, he's already made the escape. And here he says, release the weight of it and he will sustain you. God is a sustainer. God will keep you going. God will hold you up. He will not allow you to fall. And this is the final statement I want to say to you this evening. Whether employed or temporary unemployed, God will sustain you and your family. It doesn't matter what your status is. It don't matter what your job is. Thank God your job is a source, but God is the source. Amen. And we've called for supernatural provision. Now get everything the government owe you. Take advantage of the stimulus. Praise God. Much of you don't work. You deserve every dime. Amen. That you get it. But I want your faith to go further than just a stimulus check because after that stimulates you and you lost your stimulation the next month, you're going to need to know something about faith and the word of God. And God is your sustainer. And God will sustain you, keep you going, and your family. I want to use as a reference scripture here Psalm 68 verse 19. Look what this powerful scripture says. Blessed be the Lord who bears our burdens and carry us day by day. Every day there's a new challenge. Take no worry thought for tomorrow. What you going to eat, what you going to All you need is got food today, got a household or a roof over your head today. You got your car, gas and car today. That, get, day by day, give us this, say, Lord, our daily bread. Hallelujah. Even God, who is our salvation, watch this, Selah, pause, and come and think about that. Don't sit there and worry about where you're going to get back. Pause, get your peace back. Calm down and think about that. God, day by day, bears our burden. The Amplified, uh, the King James says, he daily loads us with benefits. Whatever you need. Remember the children of Israel, day by day, manna would come. They trust God in that day. The next day, fresh quail would come. They got thirsty. Water came out of the rock. Are you listening to me? All you need, don't, don't take no worry thought for tomorrow. That's barring worry thought. That's where anxiety comes. Anxiety is going out and reaching for things that even haven't happened yet in the future. How am I going to have the money on the 15th? Where am I going to get the money on the 27th? Yeah, hey, today is the first. What are you worrying about the 27th? Day by day, live in faith today. And God, day by day, the Bible says he bears our burden. Pray, Pause and calmly think about that. Hallelujah. Because at any time, I want you to know, suddenly can come. God can turn it around, praise God. The children of Israel was in bondage, breaking bricks for 400 years. All they knew was slavery until God says, let my people go. And in one day's time, the Bible says he brought them out of Egypt, praise God. And when he brought them forth, there was not one sick a one weak person among them, he brought them forth with silver and gold. Psalms 105 verse 7 says, praise God. He brought them forth also with silver and gold. There was not one weak, sick person among them. 
God don't want not one believer catching the virus in the name of Jesus because you got a heavenly father, praise God. And I want you to know the Bible says he did not, when they came out, they did not go out empty-handed. So God is able to put provision, money, resources back into your pocket as you trust him, praise God. So I want you to just pause, calmly think about that. Hallelujah. Start praising him. I want you to know as your pastor, I love you. Can't wait to see all y'all guys in the flesh and you are streaming wherever you're at. I love you too. Take advantage, praise God, of this. Again, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this. 336-88-56727 is the church phone. Of course, praise God, you can always call and we'll pray for you. Our hours of operation is Monday through Friday from 330 to, uh, excuse me, from 7.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. And I'm saying that to our members too. Any questions, anything we can do to assist you, we love you. Me, Joyce, all the ministry here, we just want you to know that you have a father. We have a father. And he has promised to take care of you and I. And God wants you to rest good tonight. He that keepeth Israel neither somber nor sleep. So since God don't, Rest or God don't sleep. Why should I stay up all that worried and tossing when he's already made provision? God bless you. Heaven smile upon you. I pray to God keep you safe, heal you and your children and well. Until the next time, we'll see you Sunday morning streaming live. Praise God at 11 a.m. Start logging in about 10.45 a.m. And we'll see you then. God bless you. Be blessed tonight.